Hi there, I'm Bevan Thompson and welcome to the Wellbeing Wiz Omnicast. What is an Omnicast? Well, an Omnicast is a video podcast. It's also an audio podcast. It's also a blog on my website. It's many, many things. It's more than just a podcast, basically. And I'm the Wellbeing Wiz. I'm an anxiety coach who helps people manage their anxiety and start to live a better life. Now, what qualifies me for this, you're asking? Well, I used to suffer very badly from anxiety myself around maybe 10 years ago. Um, I had all the symptoms you could think of, the sort of sweaty palms, the dizzy head, the random thoughts, racing thoughts. It turned to depression. It was essentially a living nightmare. And I spent a long time with doctors going through things like hypnotherapy. I tried tablets. I tried a lot of the different solutions. And I found the only thing that helped me was, was starting to go back to the start, work out how my thoughts worked, work out how they were creating my emotions, how I was creating this anxiety. And what I did, I, I created a framework and kind of cured myself. That led on to me thinking, hang on a minute, other people should benefit from this. And the Wellbeing Wiz was born. I set up as a coach, helping people manage their anxiety and helping them live a better life, as I say. The Omnicast every week is about sharing tips about this, interviewing other people about their anxiety, me talking about ways to understand anxiety and how to cure it, and essentially just a place where you can learn more about uh, anxiety itself and, and sort of sharing a lot of people's experience with it. Welcome to the Wellbeing Wiz Omnicast episode number 28 and we are deep into series two, well two episodes in and we're talking to people about their anxiety and about their experiences with it. Today I've got a great guest called Kat Kilvington who is a mum and also planning her wedding in 10 days. Hi Kat, how are you? Hello, oh very busy. Very, very busy very, very indeed, busy. yes. A Covid wedding, we've been chatting about it before we came on air and it's a scary thing indeed but hopefully you'll have lots of fun. Yeah, do you know what? It is what it is. And uh, COVID's been around for a long time. You've got to try and make it your friend, haven't you, in some way, which is a, a really bizarre thing to say. But in some way, you've just got to embrace it. You've got to think about the positives it's for. Um, and, you know, as I say, make it your friend. Well, that's weird, because I always try and convince people that anxiety is their friend. So we might get into that in a minute, actually. So well, there you go. Right. So tell us a bit about what you do, your jobs, your hobbies, what you do for a living, who, you know, a bit about what Cat is all about. I'd love to say that um, I have hobbies, but my hobby is my two-year-old, um, so <laughs> he keeps me very, very busy. Um, I work two and a half days a week, um, and genuinely work now has become the thing that I do in between spending time with my little boy. So I'm definitely not worried by that. He's he's amazing. Um, he is that thing that I was looking for. I don't know if you've ever experienced that feeling, but you're like, I feel like I'm missing something. What What is it? So in a very gushy fashion, he came along and I was like, here it is here it is. This is it. This is exactly the thing that I was missing. So he keeps me very happy. He's very challenging. He's very entertaining. Wow. What, what a start. That's lovely. I've got a little tear in my eye. That's a lovely start. How nice. I'm trying to think. I didn't want to sort of uh, sell myself out and say, what was the thing I was missing? Because if I don't mention my wife or my kids or even my cockapoo, I'll be in trouble. So anywho, so talking about all of them, you know, you know, we talk about anxiety on here. Is it something that, that you suffer from? And what does anxiety mean to you? What does the word anxiety mean to you? I most definitely do. Um, and anxiety, it's, it's, it's maybe different to everybody and everybody probably has a different version. But for me, it's like an uncomfortable feeling, something that's with you and you're aware of it. Um, and it's like a tight chested, uncomfortable, a bit of a something terrible's happened, but I'm not really sure what that terrible thing is. That would be my, you know, my little description of it. Yeah, yeah. I always had that sort of, how would I describe that? Impending feeling of doom. 
That's it. That's not exactly knowing it. what that doom was. What, what's happened? Have I missed something? Is there something on the news? Is something happening tomorrow? Is something going to happen in a minute? Is this like a premonition or an instinct? And and I'm a really instinctive person in a bit of a, oh, how did I know that? That's really weird. I was going to see that person and then I just bumped into them and that sort of thing. So it's really hard to convince yourself that that anxious feeling is not um, one of your instinctive thoughts or a real thought. Um <clears throat> And That's actually, from one, listening, whether it all from... thought, the, the thing I always return to is like, you're not your thoughts. And actually, my thoughts were all those kind of forward projecting what if this happens, what if that happens? Back yeah. starts with what if, chuck it out is my rule. But yeah, it's that you don't know whether those intrusive thoughts are your instincts or whether you're you're meant to be scared of what you're being scared of or, or even what it is that you're feeling slightly scared about. Yeah. Absolutely. So, thoughts are not facts, are they? Thoughts are not facts. And I, I tell myself this all the time. But then equally, you know, we were created to, um, you know, live in a cave and make sure that uh, we didn't get attacked, weren't we? So, like, you know, parts of these are useful and parts of them are really not useful. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, we like, I always, like, again, Kiki, you're, you're, you're preaching from my from my Bible right now. It's good. We are like we're living in this world now where the scary things are mortgages, uh, the rent, you know, whether you, whether you've got X, Y and Z, you know, how you compare to the person that's on Love Island, all that kind of thing. But our body is reacting as if we're living in a cave and scared of a saber-toothed tiger and reacting in that way so yeah you're right it's we're not designed to live in this world we're in at the moment really physically we're not and you know that's how we're reacting we're scared all the time of of things we can't really put our finger on it's probably yeah. the best description and absolutely i think i was made to live on a desert island apart from when you mentioned looking like from love island because that's not that's not a program i'd be going on <laughs> i'll tell you what I, I, that's my that's my biggest embarrassment i'm obsessed with reality television i'm a real it's good it's good when you said it i was like when's it start it's on soon isn't it 28th of june <laughs> but yeah it's in, in our house it's like on the calendar love island starts yeah mercilessly rip into me for it and i don't care i quite enjoy it i enjoy that scandal embrace it yeah a bit of drama someone else's drama that's a terrible thing to I say isn't it, it? I think it's when you're anxious you know i think it's sometimes nice to switch off and enjoy someone else's drama absolutely yeah absolutely so Tell me about a specific time when you've suffered from anxiety and, and sort of how, how it affects you. Does it affect you physically or is it more of a mental thing? Um, I would say mostly it's more of a mental thing. I've had that horrible uh, word panic attack a few times. So, you know, the physical side. Um, I'm going to go out there and say I'm quite good at controlling, controlling that. But um, I'm quite good at a technique of. I know what's happening to me. I know what I need to do. Take myself out of the scenario. Um, look for five things. Breathe deeply. Get myself into the fresh air. All of that type of stuff. And that tends to happen when I'm like really overwhelmed, really not spent enough time on me, doing too many things all at once. Um, but mentally is the most um, repetitive, challenging thing for me. And intrusive thoughts. Oh, intrusive thoughts have a, a real good time with me. They, they're they're, they're they're all over. And since I had my little boy, and obviously I mentioned how important he is, um, the intrusive thoughts for him are just, you know, they're, they're going to a whole other level. It's, it's, it's interesting. The most precious um, thing in your life, you, you're bringing in a, another thing to worry about. That, that's exactly, yeah. my, my anxiety got the very worst, what, maybe 13, 14 years ago when we were due to have our first child. And, and it's that, yeah, you, you worry about yourself, you worry about your other half, and it's like, bam, here's another person to worry about. Yeah, here's someone that's like the most precious thing in the entire world, and really quite fragile, actually. So, yeah. you know, there's there's some reality there. He was a little bit poorly when he was born as well. So the, the reality, so the worst thing for anxiety, I think if you're looking to, to sort of like take, make the perfect cake or the recipe for anxiety, is when a, a fear plays out 
so that when you try and tell yourself again, this is irrational, you don't need to worry about it. You're like, well, there was that time. There was that time when this thing happened. And obviously, coronavirus, oh, that's a good one for anxiety, isn't it? Oh, There's a I mean, and everyone can die. <laughs> I mean, it's it's almost like the, the sum of all fears, isn't it? It's like, oh, touch something and you could get it off this surface. And I mean, yeah. you, you've got a two-year-old. They touch everything and put things in their mouth and, you know, they... I mean, running up to that even, you know, because it's been a year, hasn't it? I suppose we've had a pandemic. So you've had that whole kind of toddling around, sticking things in their mouth face. And it's like, wow, I can't even imagine what that's been like, sanitising everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's like, the, the, I don't know. I, I've been lucky that I'm not, I've managed to, you know, sort of manage it myself and I've got in this position where I'm helping other people manage it. But yes, I would have been terrible during this pandemic, I'm pretty sure news reports constantly saying stay inside don't go outside the world's frightening i cannot imagine what it's like for people who are as bad as i was but now if you know what i mean i can't even yeah imagine. yeah and i i would say probably i put myself in the lucky bracket in terms of i understand um how to manage it mostly you know mostly definitely there's times when i when i don't but I, mean, I definitely was a bit COVID crazy. There's no way that I'm going to say I wasn't, you know, like the COVID, the phrase, COVID crazy. COVID crazy. Oh, I was definitely COVID crazy in terms of, you know, overly sanitizing everything. And um, like you say, I was like, I've just touched that. So I need to wash my hands. I've just touched that. So I need to wash my hands. Like the, just trying to rationalize between what's real and what's the facts that we talked about and what is just my anxiety. It's been a bit of a minefield. But yeah, so that was a very long answer to a lot, a lot. The facts is it, it's funny again, I, we keep going back to, to the way I help people. It's like, I say to them, look, let's look for the facts. Let's take your thoughts to court, all that kind of stuff. But like you say, if you've got a fact in the past where it did play out that way, then it's a lot more difficult to, but then again, it's rationalizing, well, it's a new situation, but like you say, you've got a fact, you've got evidence from the past that this does happen, then that's tricky. And that's, that's a, that's a whole new ball game and it's a whole yeah. new wrestling match with your own mind, isn't it? And it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's cool. No, no, it's a great answer. I love that. Um, what, what's the hardest part of it, would you say in your eyes? So for me, it was the, I had a lot of physical symptoms, like say panic attacks, um, dizziness, you know, I'm six foot four. So having vertigo dizziness is difficult at my height. Everything's a lit. if I fall from here, it's a long way up kind of vibe. And so I crawled around a lot, but what was this, would you say the hardest thing more the thought side of it then um yeah the stuff i already mentioned so the intrusive thoughts and the craziness of them sometimes bad word to use but i just mean in terms of the level you go to um of the things you can think um but i actually think the thing that makes it the hardest is how hard you can be on yourself um so um if you were to say to your best friend um then you know oh you would you would 100% say of course I understand that and it's okay that you feel like that and these are the things you need to do and this is what you need to do to help yourself but with with you it it's sometimes very much a case of um don't be silly carry on mm. carry on that's a stupid thought and you don't allow yourself that compassion that you should um you know when it comes to these things so probably the hardest thing for me has been that um the the kind of less helpful version of me thinks if I just keep busy it'll go away and actually we know that if I just keep busy it's probably going to get worse yeah. and I'm probably going to have more uh, anxiety more intrusive thoughts I'm probably going to end up in a panic attack and actually then I'm going to really need that time so I think it was allowing myself to be kind enough to me to say you know what you need you need to take 10 minutes out you need to you know 
understanding where where you're at and and giving that it's almost allowing self-care and not feeling guilty about it allowing a bit of self-indulgence is probably indulgence is is taken as a bad word but actually like a bit of a bit of self sort of awareness to say and like you said you wouldn't say to your best friend god you remember that time when you failed something you remember that time when you made a real cock up like you've got a real track record of being a bit of a yeah Yeah, you're a bit rubbish at that yeah (laughs) you wouldn't do that and like you seem to have already been on my course without being on it which i think is great I like every, every sentence you're using. You want to talk like that to your best friends, you know, look for facts, all these kind of things is in that kind of, you're doing all the right things. And it's, it is funny, like how, like you say, you wouldn't talk to your best friend, but you wouldn't, you don't allow yourself, allowance is a great word, allow yourself that time to go, hmm, let's be fair to myself. Let's be nice to myself. Let's be, you know, try and take it a bit more kind of softly, softly with yourself rather than being harsh and, yeah, a number of times I'll be like, oh, do you remember when you did this? Do you remember when you did that? You're an absolute muppet, Bevan. It's, there's this, like I say, the unhelpful version of yourself in the back of your head, kind of chipping away. Really? Yeah, very unhelpful. And I think, actually, uh, I'm going to put it out there, um, I think it's harder for guys as well, because I think that, um, uh, you know, very, a very stereotypical version of um, a bloke would be that, you know, they don't feel sorry for themselves, they do need to get on. That bit that I've just talked about, there's like that additional pressure of, um, stuff like for my other half. I really have to persuade him. No, it's okay to feel like that. It's okay. You can, you know, you can like take a bath. <laughs> it doesn't. You're still, you know, that's absolutely fine. That's okay. Be and that's about you fine. at all. <laughs> you know, seriously. So I, I actually think in in some cases, it, and it's also harder to talk about. I talk to my friendship group about counselling, about um, you know, meditation, about all the things like that. But I can't imagine him in the pub chatting to a group of boys about it, but they should, but they should and they all need it. So you know, what, I think it's really helped me being part of I'm one of the master coaches um, in Jess Cunningham's um, conscious female entrepreneurs group. And I'm the only guy in there. So actually I'm finding out a lot more about myself that way as well. Like chatting about things like meditation, chatting things about spirituality. This and that. I'm quite comfortable chatting about it. And like you say, I rock up to the, the football match at the pub and go, oh, lovely meditation yesterday. And everyone's like, all right. Keep at it. I love that. And I think there should be loads more of it. And on a side note, I've worked with Jess and she's amazing. Yeah, she's brilliant. And I, I, she's such a positive, and she's been on the podcast. She's such a positive individual. And I have, such a laugh with her to be honest it, like we're both as daft as each other which I think is why we get on and uh yeah she's she's into all the stuff I'm into and I, it's weird I found my spiritual sisterhood there when actually I'm a bloke <laughs> Do you know what I mean <laughs> does it make sense See, but you can there's no rules there's no exactly. rules you definitely can they're they're all stepping into their uh what they call it their alpha male and their alpha femme and I'm, and I'm finding my female side quite happily and it's actually quite good and fun. so you should so you should um and I think the only other thing to mention on that question um just because I think it's an interesting one, um, is the detailed anxieties I get. So what I mean by that is my worry about not doing the right thing for other people. Um, so I thought I'd tell you a funny story about it. Yeah, please um, do. Um, yeah. So, um, because genuinely, I actually found myself amusing sometimes. And so I went to my brother and sister-in-law's house. I stayed over the night. I woke up in the morning. My sister-in-law made pancakes. The pancakes were on the side. I stole the nicest pancake in my mind. So I ate this pancake. I drove home and I was like, she's going to hate me. She's going to hate me. She's going to hate me because I stole the nice. And I actually text her saying, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry that I stole the nice pancake. Now, I think the reason I mention this is that you need some of these people in your life that are on your side that go, I'm not even responding to that. Oh. I'm not even, she just put, I'm not even responding to that. There's no like. Ah, but then, then that's just me would have gone, she's not responding because she's so angry. Yeah. About the pancake. <laughs> 
yeah maybe but actually uh, no it really helps because I know that person and she's someone that's like I am not validating that feeling because that's you really overthinking a situation becoming anxious about the fact that you know I, I value you more than a pancake basically that's yeah, I'm having a t-shirt. I value more than a pancake. Well, you more than a pancake. There you go. Let's make a t-shirt. There you go. That's how we're gonna. That's how that's we're gonna make a really million. Interesting thing that because I talk to people about like them being the star of their movie. So you're the star of your own movie. I'm the star of mine. And so in your movie, you deem that to be the best pancake. She might not even deem that to be the best pancake either. And I mean, then, who cares? And then also like there's another several hundred pancakes available, and it's like yeah, who would be offended? And actually, you're the guest, so they probably would want you to have the best pancake as well. Like, when you start looking through the facts... But I mean, and honestly, it's just a pancake, isn't it? And in this moment, now I know, but in that moment, really, I didn't yeah. know. It's a perfect example of how irrational sort of these thoughts can get and yeah. how it can affect you. And some people who, like, you don't get anxious. My wife is, is quite a chilled-out Fonzie and never seems to get anxious at all. Nothing seems to bother her. So that kind of thing, she'd be like, oh... You know, it would never occur to her that there would be a what? best what? pancake. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, so just a bit of a detailed one to say uh, that yeah, they can get very interesting, but also maybe laugh at yourself a bit. Yeah, yeah some, and you can do. And, and that's that third party perspective. If you take it, if you learn how to sit out of it and look at it and think, hmm, the best pancake and would she be bothered anyway? And taking your thoughts to court again, you know, but at the time, like you say, you're really genuinely worried that this friendship could break down over this pancake, this magic pancake. <laughs> Anywho, um, so now you've managed to sort of finally get it under control or get it under control more. How's that, how's that changed the way you feel? How's that changed the way you live your life? And, and what did you do? What were your main things you did to, to get it under control? So I've mentioned some of the things already, um, mm. but kind of to go over them again. So um, a big one um, is talking about it. So um, I have a little thing with my other half where we talk about our cups being full. Just to, you know, but it makes sense to everyone as soon as I say it. You're like, today... My cup is really full. So I could just, it could just boil over at any point for no reason. I don't know why. I've just woken up and that's how I feel. Um, and so that means that if, um, I don't know, sometimes, you know, when the washing machine is on and it drives you crazy because you're like, I can't stand that noise. Um, or uh, someone says something and it's the wrong trigger or you're just feeling so very much talking about it and saying, this is the place I'm in today and this is the support I need from you. Um, and being able to do that means that, um, like the other night, I, I just went, just as I was putting dinner on the table, I went, I just need 10 minutes. And he's like, okay. And I just go upstairs, take 10 minutes, literally just in silence, just like silence in the bedroom. Sometimes I put a little meditation on, um, uh, whatever you, ch your choice of branded electronic friend is, you know. Oh, yeah, um, don't, don't mention that. Start playing yeah, music. Yeah, can't say the name. Can't say the name, otherwise it'll activate everything. Absolutely, they're always um, listening. But, yeah, I love to do that. Sometimes it's particular music. I've got a playlist set up that chills me out. I know that if I put that music on, but I think it depends on which personality type and what your triggers are. So I'm very much um, a kinetic person and I know that that's what triggers me. But I think whatever your thing is, you need to find that and work it out. And it goes back to what I mentioned about allowing yourself to do it and not thinking it's dinner time. I need to feed my son. I need to make sure he's OK. Well, should, actually, should. absolutely. Yeah. Get rid of the shoes. I can find another way around it. I can give myself 10 minutes, come back down. And it is amazing how that takes you from what could be a spiral to a really normal level again. That's awesome. That's the greatest bit of advice. You know what? That's one of the best bit of advice I've had on this podcast, I would say. That kind of okay. is allowing yourself to step away from the shoulds. Give yourself that 10 minutes and the communication with your partner is so important. Yeah, it really you is. You know you're struggling. If they don't know you're struggling, they can't help you. 
It's an they just think you're moody. He just, yeah, he just is like, why are you being like that with me? What's wrong with you? And, yeah. and we, we like say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm like 90 odd percent today. You know, we have a percentage rather than a cup. It does, you know, it doesn't matter what you're working on. But if they if they know, they'll give you that time. Of course they will. They love you. They, they're going to do that. And you don't also, but you, it's that self-love of giving yourself a time. You know, I've got to put the dinner on the table. No, you haven't. Do it when, you, when you're ready. You know, there's no exactly. should. All the shoulds are only coming from you anyway. They're not coming from anyone else. Doesn't no, matter if you're, you know, Charles dinner's 10 minutes later or five minutes later. It doesn't matter at all. So yeah, it's that allowance and that and that communication. Crikey, that is fab. Really good. I like that. Um, okay. Are there sort of two people you, you could shout out right now on the podcast to say thank you to who have helped you in this, either in your personal life, your career, but more kind of like, you know, to be who you are and to 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 get over the anxiety a little bit, or however however you want. Two people you just like to say thank you to, really. 100 percent Uh I um would always always mention my mom in times like this so she is literal hero um she's been through the most unbelievable journey uh, medically um uh, and personally in her life and she is the most positive person ever honestly it's just it's absolutely crazy we're really really very close in more of a friendship way um as well as mum and daughter way um and she totally inspires me totally inspires me to just be strong and um, know that things are going to be okay look at things positively um to be confident in whatever i do um yeah she's just an amazing um role model in life and she's gorgeous as well which she didn't pass on how rude (laughs) i don't know she did all right (laughs) she really is though she's so glamorous you look at pictures of her and think how do you look like that how do you look like that it's unbelievable so yes mums are the the way forward she's amazing (laughs) So yeah, definitely my mum. Your mum, um, um, and then a really strange one actually, uh, and it's it's interesting my reasons, but I like this, and I definitely think this should be it, it should carry into life. So a boss of mine that I had when I worked in banking about ten years ago um, was seen to come across as the most disorganised, casual person, but he got a job done and he was really really good at it. And one of the things he told me he did, I can remember very clearly going, what? He comes back off holiday and he deletes every email in his inbox, literally every email. So if he's been off for two weeks or whatever, then he literally deletes his emails. Now, my other half has just come back from his stag do. He was away for three nights, which is a whole nother conversation. But um, 180 podcast emails. podcast special, that one, for, the, for these sort of... Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that another time. That is a podcast special. Uh, 180 emails. And I said to him, you should delete them. You should delete them. And he looked at me like, because actually where it's important people will come back to you yes people right. will. And, and I was like god I mean I've got to be honest I definitely well, couldn't sure do I it. could do it yeah. I couldn't do it I couldn't do it but the concept of it is a great thing where actually you know what is important is what will come for you is what will happen is is the you know the bits the bits that really really matter will remain so all of these 180 emails actually we all know that probably 140 of them are, are probably not that important are probably things that people have maybe gone to someone else that they could have worked out another way and that's just all that life stuff that gets in the way and that drives you a little bit crazy and if you could just be brave and maybe press that delete button i'm working towards it it's a goal <laughs> all right we, we, we should we should uh, yeah let's do that between the both of us next time i was gone holiday if you say you have to get, get in touch and say i deleted my emails and then see what happens see what happens like, you have to wait two weeks to see what the aftermath is, don't you? But yeah, yeah, yeah we'll have to do a report later. But yeah, yeah, and also 
the, the podcast says, don't do this and blame me if something goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Yeah, no, there's a massive disclaimer in this. <laughs> at the bottom of the show notes, we're like, anything that comes with this advice, please do not get involved. So that's that's a really cool thing. And it's a bit like how I tell people about worries. I, when people are worrying a lot, I tell them to make a worry diary and write your worries down for each day and go back at the end of the week and highlight the ones that were time-based. For example, you know, I'm worried about going to the dentist on Wednesday. A lot of those emails will be time-based within that two weeks. Mm-hmm. A lot of those emails will be like the, the I refer to highlighter pens, the pink highlighter ones, which say you had no control over. So a lot of those ones were probably not even your job, but just being copied in on something. So I can see how it's very similar to the way I deal with worries. It's just, and like you say, the, the important ones will come back. Yeah. I mean, it'll be two weeks late, but the important ones will come back. <laughs> yeah. Sorted it themselves, though. You know, it, there's there's a lot there's a lot in that, but it's 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 a goal, and it's something. I tell you what, it's a big ballsy move. <laughs> wow, especially yeah, especially if you as a bank manager was it? Yeah. Uh, uh, in finance, yeah. Well, no, no names or details will be revealed. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no but one, one that got sacked for not reading his emails. Um, anyway, <laughs> talking about sort of tips like that, great tips. Is there one sort of book that you would suggest all our listeners or watchers? should read to shape their life because I've got tons so, uh, yeah absolutely um so a book that has always stuck with me that I found really amazing is um the alchemist Paolo Colo so it's just magical have you ever have you ever no, read it the alchemist oh. Paolo Colo yeah right it's absolutely amazing so basically I'm going to be dead honest I'm going to read exactly the description of it because it does it much better than me You're so right. it um it's a it's a, a it's a story and it's talking about achieving your dreams. Okay. So it's a young boy's journey and he learns to listen to his heart and follow the language of omens. So with each passing obstacle and hurdle, the young boy encounters, there's a lesson to learn. So when you first start reading it, um, you sort of like a little bit, what's this? This is weird. It's like a sheep herder and he's up mountains and things. And you're just thinking, am I going to learn anything from this? But there's a, there's a sort of ongoing narration with lessons and there's just something very magical about it and very, um, you know, that feeling you get when you have meditated or when you are actually meditating, but you don't know. So like at the sea, laying on the, laying on the beach and you think, oh, do you know what? Everything's all right. Everything feels great here. I'm just like really settled and lovely. That's, that's the feeling that that book brings out in me. Um, and it's actually something that I've gifted to most of my closest friends to, um, to, to try and say, read this when you're feeling when you're feeling low have a read of this and it'll just give you a little bit of that um calm feeling i'll have to give that a go see my mine similar one is eckhart tolle's power of now i read that like almost like a daily just open it and read it because it's it, it's a similar thing it just gives you those affirming moments where you go ah so yeah it sounds a bit like your version of of, of that to you so yeah absolutely. Read. i've never, never ever heard of it i'll definitely give that a read and i'll put that in the show notes because i've not not heard of it before either so Fab. I like the way you described it off the top of your head. Brilliantly. I, 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 yeah, I didn't look at anything. Did you see me not look at anything? I, I saw you very much. Those words are much better than me. I would have said it's about this boy and there's some sheep and some mountains and he learns stuff. And that, the, 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 uh, yeah, the impact would have been quite the same. It'd have been like, is that Heidi? <laughs> you see, I you know. with it for the audio podcast, you could have gone, well, I'll just tell you about it naturally. Or I could edit out the bit where you say I'm going to read it. Edit, edit, yeah. To lose it in the edit. Okay, um, coming on from that, is there one thing you do every day, whether it's physical or mental, in your opinion, that would help people who are anxious or help people just live a better life, really? Um, 
we've we've re we've really covered it but i'm going to say it again because it's so important and it's just that take that time out be kind to yourself um just just be really aware of what you need that day um so try and i think this is hard this is a challenge try and assess that day and say how am i feeling and what do i need to do in the same way that you would do that physically for yourself so if you had a cold you would be a bit kinder to yourself you would maybe think i'm going to cancel that dinner date that i've got tonight or I'm going to eat good food, or I'm going to eat bad food, <laughs> or, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is you need to do, think about that from a mental perspective and think, what, what, is, what am I capable of today? What do I need to give me that boost? Um, uh, and what do I need to tell the people around me? Awesome. Great tip. Love that. Okay. On to the more fun stuff now. We've, we've gone through the, 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 net, the weeds of anxiety. We'll come out the other side to the fun stuff. What is your favourite word and what's your least favourite word? Oh, so I, I have a weird thing about words. So particular words like really grind on me. So, well, yeah, but I like starting with uh, with a positive. So sunshine is my favourite word. Sunshine. Um, because um, tell me if this happens for you. As soon as I say sunshine, I think about it. I draw a sunshine in my head like a particular type of like when you're a child. That's it, you see? Warm from the inside. Yeah. And if you go a bit further with it, if you start thinking about it, you think about somewhere you've been when it's really sunny or a particular place that you've enjoyed that's really sunny. So, yes, sunshine. And it doesn't have to be, um, you know, necessarily a beach. It could be in the snow somewhere with bright sunshine because it was really amazing because it was a mix of. But yeah, just sunshine. It's just but every time you say it, your voice goes up as of sunshine. It's like sunshine. a sunshine. Sunshine. Not like, oi, sunshine. <laughs> sunshine. No, no, definitely. It's, it's a high-pitched word, I agree, because it's a happy it's, word. Yeah, you can tell. That's cool. I mean, mine was more, mine's onomatopoeia, because I like saying it. It's got that uh -huh. look. Yeah, that's fun. Whereas last, last week we had David's defenestration, just because it's an awesome word. Uh, okay. And, but I'm not with him on that windows. one. <laughs> Which is a little bit, it's a little, little less depressing, a little more depressing than sunshine. I prefer sunshine, if I'm honest. Um, so what's your least favourite word? So I can't stand, and, and I mean, I can't express to you how much I can't stand lull, lull. What, oh. what is that, lull? Oh, and when laughing people, out loud lull, yes. And people yeah, say lull, it, laughing out loud lull. So it's in a text message and people are like, and they, people put it on a text message when with no relevance. So like, uh, would you like a coffee? I would lull. It's not like, ha, 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 I'd love a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Where is it come? I sound like a, a really sound like a moaning old woman, and I know that. But oh, it just, I just don't understand it. What is it for? I, I kind of, I think I, I'm guilty of using it, but I use it to try and make sure that people don't think I'm being serious about something. Oh well, there you go. I'll forgive you. I will forgive you. I won't use it ever. Like I I'm use lots of hands. you, but I don't. I want you to know it's a comedy pop, not. Like I'm actually saying you're rubbish or anything like that. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, you're rubbish, lol. You're rubbish, lol. Well, you know what? That's got some more context, so it's more acceptable. But I just, it's just, there are some words that just grate on you, aren't there? And that's yeah, just- and actually saying it out funny. loud as well is like, oh, it's an abbreviation. Why are you saying it out loud? Like, why? It's just a text speak thing. Don't say it out loud. Yeah, people do go, oh, lol. And you're like, what? <laughs> or lols. Lols with an lols S is just- <laughs> But with a Z, yeah, see, I just can't cope. I can't cope. It just needs to go. It's my room 101 word. It totally is. Talking of which, actually, this is good. 
Um, I don't know if you listen to Radio 1, I don't, I'm too old, but I did catch Greg James's unpopular opinion thing he does, and I loved it, I thought it was brilliant, so I thought, you know what, we'll bring it to the podcast. So, have you got an unpopular opinion, maybe the word all, that people wouldn't necessarily agree with, for example, the music of Brian Adams is an abomination and should be deleted, or <laughs> The Life of Pi was a terrible movie and I was really hated it, or singing in Disney films makes my skin creep. So, have you got one like that? Uh, yeah, um, and um, I, I do worry. I do worry that um, <laughs> what people are going to think of this one. I don't want England to win. I don't want them to win the Euros. Oh my word! Press Can I tell you why? Oh. Can I tell you why? I feel like I've got a good reason. So I'm fully supportive, like normally, and I'm very much into it. But one of the games is due to be played on my wedding day. Oh, I see. Yes, yeah, I see. Right. So there's a chance that if we do well, then uh, there will be a game smack bang in the middle of my wedding day at my wedding breakfast with my other half and all of his very, you know, very, very keen football watching brothers and family. And of course, my family and guests too will be interested. And you just know people are going to be sneaking their phones under the yeah, table. Yeah, it's going to take and, and just, oh, I can understand oh, that unpopular opinion. That's fine. Oh, we can allow you that one. I don't think that would be massively unpopular. It's, it's oh, really I can see I can see the reason behind it and I'm an ardent football supporter but I can see why it would be nice to have a glorious failure in the previous round maybe something like that seriously like you know it's okay to do well up to now the game that was on last night I was um saying lose lose and my other half was going no it doesn't matter that one doesn't matter it doesn't affect when they play and I was like yeah but just lose just go <laughs> away <laughs> takes any concern and worry away altogether then yeah. I, I, to be fair I think that next Tuesday um, your your wish will come true, and <laughs> we will be we'll be out the tournament by then. And so you won't have to worry. I feel bad. I feel bad. Like, it's probably like the semi final or something that will be on on your wedding day. I guess. Like I've tried it... to ignore it. I'll be honest. I've tried to ignore what it is. So I don't know. I don't know. Fine, the is... final would be the worst, wouldn't it? Of course, because that would be like pretty. It is possible. It won't be. It's possible that it'll be the Friday or the Saturday. So, but we're just ignoring that. In a very sensible adult way, for now. That's a perfectly fine and popular opinion, and far more uh, would be far more popular than my hatred of Brian Adams, I like a pie, and Disney songs. <laughs> anyway, so I, I love time travel. I've got a couple of courses that I that I teach that involve looking at your past, changing your past, all that sort of stuff. And I'm obsessed with time travel. If I could lend you my time machine for ten minutes, what would you go back and tell your twenty year old self? What advice would you give? <laughs> Of, of course, that is your, if that's if you're past 20. <laughs> of, that, of course, only just, only just. It wouldn't, be, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be that far 22 years in the, in the time machine. Not that far. Um, I would definitely tell myself to just enjoy it more um, and that everything's okay and you don't need to worry about that thing or that person, um, you know, fitting in in a particular way and just be yourself. Um, I, 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 it's funny because I think about this a lot, particularly back to school years, how I'd love to just get 24 hours back at school with this knowledge now. Oh, <laughs> I'd kick some ass. Which would be amazing, wouldn't it? To just be like, I, I really don't care. I, I have no, I, I have don't care. This place. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's every, like, I, was, I was quite a diligent student. I was quite a well-behaved kid. Yeah, so scared of, of getting things wrong. And you know what? I wasn't living in the now. I was always worried about the exams or the this or the that. And to go back and be, I don't know, maybe 18, 19, 20 and just live a day knowing that it was all going to be all right and just have a right old blast. Right, wouldn't it? That'd but the biggest thing I would say to myself 
um, is uh, enjoy the time that you've got because you've got a lot of time when you're that age and you have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. Just no responsibility, nothing. Yeah. You're so lucky. Just go crazy. And you think you've got not much money. <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> you can spend whatever you like. Brilliant, definitely. I, you're selling it to me now, actually. Oh, I'm going to have to get this built. Loads of people. I mean, so many people have gone back and said, oh, I wouldn't say a thing because it'd be changing the timeline. I'm not like, no, I'd go back and have an absolute no. I'd enjoy not having achy knees, the fact I'd be able to play football again, all this kind of lovely stuff that I miss out. I'd have hair, loads of it. I'd probably things. give myself some fashion advice. I'm sure I would. I'm sure I'd give myself some fashion advice. It was um, it was a, like really pale face and you used to take eyeliner and line your lips with it and then make them really, really pale. And I did go through a phase, like a gothy phase as well, that really didn't suit me at all. So I definitely would go back and say, take those clothes off. They do not suit you. <laughs> Don't do it. See, I, yeah, I, I was like, no, I think I'd be quite pleased with myself. I'd maybe... You know, I just, I, I make sure I told myself to enjoy my hair more. Like the fact that it is going to go one day, the fact that I had long curly hair down here, I was like, just love that for a day. Just spend all day just playing with it, looking at it. It's, Absolutely. You're going to miss it so much. Maybe chop some off, <laughs> make a wig. I don't know. Okay. Um, talking of regrets, <laughs> is there one question that you would have liked me to ask you that I haven't today? Um, so what are you doing when you're at your best? Hang on a moment. So, Kat, I've just had a thought. I've got a great question for you. What are you doing when you're at your best? <laughs> How unbelievable. Um, I, um, I love solving problems for other people. I love being there for other people, sorting things out for them, um, being able to fix something they think they can't fix. So, you know, that last minute drama of this thing that we can't do, we can't solve. I'm almost a bit like, leave it with me, smug face. <laughs> Superhero move. I've got this. Yes. Stand back, citizen. Face. Yes, I've got this. And I, you know, like flying at the last minute with the answer and the resolution. And um, and it, it's it's really, really lovely to do things for the people. It, it's like a um, it's like a present, isn't it? But it's not like a physical present. It's like things you can do always mean the most for other people. That's that's awesome. And that would be a great question for future guests, that one. What are you doing when you're at the best? That's fabulous. The number of questions people are asking that are staying in the podcast because I love them so much. It's like, it's good. It's refreshing it every week. Talking of which, you see, look, I'm such a segue man. Look at that. <laughs> um, I had a lady called Christy Mims on who asked this amazing, as part of the guest question for the next guest, she asked this incredible question. And I thought, you know what? I want to leave this in because I think it's such a great, interesting topic. We could even make a whole podcast out of it. What is the best 80s movie? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, so it's There's a lot about question. Burson, which is our favourite 80s movie. It does. It does. It's a tough question uh, for two reasons. Number one, because there's so many great films and particularly from that era. Um, and I'm very much of that age now where it's all very reminiscent and nostalgic to watch films like that. But the second reason is because when I thought of the films, I was like, is that the 80s? And I felt like I was cheating by Googling. So I didn't. So I'm going to go out there and say Pretty Woman, but I'm not sure if that's 90s. I don't know, you know. Is that 90s or 80s? Is it like late 80s? Or it might be like 89, 90s? 90. Yeah. I, 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 you know what? I'll allow it. I'll allow it because why? Why is it the back on? Or is it just your favorite? Because it does that thing that I talked about earlier um, with The Alchemist, where it's like that whole dreamy world. Um, I mean, if we actually analyze it, um, he, he, picks, he picks up a working girl off the street. Um, you we know. Let's not look into that part of it. That, that's the kind of part that everyone seems to brush under the carpet. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, 
it's very romantic, it's very traditional, it's got a real feel-good factor. Um, it's really interesting that um, I have probably watched it maybe a hundred times. Awkwardly, I can probably tell you most of the words from it. I could probably, I was going to say I could probably play Julia Roberts's part, but I should definitely not say that. <laughs> I don't know, you actually chop um, something right there, no problem at all. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's just that feel good factor. It's that escape. And actually, when I talked earlier about taking a bit of time out for you, I think watching films like that is indulgent, isn't it? It's not giving you anything. You're not learning anything necessarily. You're not doing anything to move it forward. You just sat there. And I think I recommend involving snacks and whatever your beverage choice is. There you go. And it, it's got that. I think Pretty Woman's got that scene that I always. <laughs> It's funny, I always refer back to, it's when she's in the shop, she's been in the shop once before and they've kind of kicked her out because of who she was. And then she goes in the shop next time and it's like that kind of Disney princess transformation and she's allowed to have what yeah. she wants. And me and my wife refer to that scene over and over again in different situations and it's just stuck. And I don't know why. It's like, oh, you go back into work and it'd be like that Julia Roberts scene. And it's, it's one of those true. scenes. Yeah, big mistake, big mistake. And you think, yeah, you think, yeah, good on you. Like, People have prejudged you and now look at you and it's showing their shallowness and all that. It's a great little little sort of vignette of life, that little bit. And I think it's, it, yeah, it, you know what? Even if it is the 90s, you can have it. Well, thank you very much. Much appreciated. And actually, it's in you right, because there's a line in it, um, can I call you Eddie? And he says, not if you expect me to answer. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that's me. So I'm quite particular with my name's Catherine. And if people call me Kath, I'm like, that's not my name. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just not my name. That's <laughs> quite the ting things. That's not my name. <laughs> that's not my name. Yeah, but, that, but that's a that's that's a whole other thing. Okay, so as you know, we have a question from the previous guest. Now, the previous guest was my friend David, the drummer in my band, and wow, this is a chunky question. And um, he was going down the Star Trek kind of Federation of Planets vibe, I think, when he asked this question. If you think it's possible, comma. How can we start to bring humanity together to act in unison, to advance as a species, good Lord, rather than as an individual nation? Now, he wants 1,500 words on his desk by Monday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no problem. Although, uh, please don't think I haven't noted it did say, if you think it's possible. So I will just, <laughs> if, it, if, if I'm writing a thesis, I will just say, this is not possible. But if I was answering it, um, I, I think that if everybody's interested and open in each other, uh, rather than being sure about your own views. Um, so if you become interested in something, even if it's something you're vehemently against. So, um, you know, we talked about our love of reality TV. One of the reasons I love reality TV is there's people uh, like Stacey Dooley um, uh, that go out and um, I don't think of the name. Who's the other guy? The other um, guy that goes out. Louis Theroux. That's him. That's him. Yes. They go out and they chat to people that have these like wild views. Um, and I certainly don't agree with them, but I find it a lot easier when you try and understand it, when you try and listen and think, oh, OK, so that's where you're coming from. That's that's how you've grown up. That's your education. This is what you're afraid of. This is what you believe. Um, and rather than kind of having that black and white view of things, if we take a step back and try to understand where people are coming from, then we might be a step closer. You know what? A song should have come in then. Some sort of like all the nations <laughs> holding hands, swaying. I don't know why I'm singing that. That was the wrong song. Understanding, love and understanding. Something like that. I don't know. It's coming to me. Maybe Dooms can you drum along to it thing. now. Maybe David can drum along to it in the background, having written that question. <laughs> That's awesome. That, you know what? Good on you for that answer. Because I tell you what, you gave that question and I was like, oh, <laughs> crikey. 
It was a challenge. It was a challenge, but we met it. Right answer. So then, here's your chance to get revenge on the next poor unfortunate. Have you got a question for the next person that will be on? I have indeed. Um, so something I mentioned uh, at the beginning of our chat was about some of the positive changes that the pandemic has brought. So I would like to know what positive changes has the uh, pandemic, coronavirus pandemic, brought to your life? That's a really great Did you learn Esperanto and the unicycle like you said you were going to in March when it started? <laughs> I think there's loads of things, actually, that are... Um, uh, we talked about the uh, uh, before we did this about how digital connections have come on board so that you have start built friendships just literally chatting to people over video calls that you wouldn't have done before um and think some things have become easier and some habits that we've got um i've taken into what we're maybe calling our new life now i don't know if we're there or not i don't know but i definitely think uh, trust me don't get me wrong it's not been fun no <laughs> I think there's some bits that we're taking forward that, um, you know, we'll, can stick around and will um, be positive. And I think it's really important to look back at something that's been challenging and understand, well, actually, if you took that away, what things would we lose that we've now gained? We've started to appreciate certain things. We've started to, the biggest thing we were talking about this, I think that was last episode of the episode before, people started to look inside because you're, because you're locked inside. You start to look at, am I happy? Am I doing what I want to do? You know, often when I was anxious, I'd be like, stop the world, I want to get off for five yeah. minutes to get my head straight. The world stopped. Absolutely. And we all got a chance to go, do you know what? There's a bit of self-care because we all stayed inside. We had nice food. We didn't do much. But we had time off. I mean, some people, some people obviously in the NHS would carry on working. But a lot of people had time to reflect and time to think, do I really want to do this for my life? Do I want to study something different? Do I want to do... So, yeah, there's, there's so many positives. Yes, so many horrible negatives, having had COVID myself, and it was just horrid. But a lot of things came out of it, you know. And you're right. Good question. Like it. Thank you very much. <laughs> no worries. But honestly, I've absolutely loved that chat today. Thank you so much for coming on. I, I genuinely, I put the message out there saying anyone will be able to be on the podcast. You came back and said, yes, I'd love to. And you've been one of the best guests we've had. I think it's absolutely brilliant. You've been so well, honest and, and fun. And it's been great. I've loved it too. So thank you very much for the opportunity. In, in, in a couple of months, when we've both been on holiday, we'll come back again and, and describe the disaster of deleting all our emails. <laughs> Most definitely. Deal. Thanks ever so much. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Step up to the